The broadcast is now starting. All Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of V Brown Bag. Uh, tonight, we are going to be continuing with our API series, and I am personally very excited to have Martez read this evening uh, because he's going to be talking about using APIs in Puppet. I've been uh, studying up on Puppet, so I'll, I have a, a bunch of questions. Hopefully, this isn't all over my head. I'm sure it will be. So with that, um, we've got a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, get in on the conversation. Join us on at V Brown Bag or hashtag V Brown Bag. I will be monitoring the Twitters. And I will be also listening to questions from the fielding and listening to questions from the attendees in the audience tonight. Uh, so don't be shy about your questions. With that, let me turn the power over to Martez. Mr. Martez, are you ready? I am ready. All right. You have the power. All right, so it's like on my cursor. All right. Lost awesome. I see your screen. I see your code. I see your screen again. Right. Okay. Now I see your presentation. So, yeah, we're going <laughs> to jump right in. Uh, I'm Martez Reed. Uh, so we're going to step through some uh, utilizing APIs with Puppet. Um, so just a little bit of background on myself. Um, I am currently a senior DevOps engineer at Slalom Consulting. Um, I can, and doing all things sort of DevOpsy, Jenkins, Puppet, CI, CD, all those really cool new DevOps things. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at GreenReadTech. And then uh, my blog is GreenReadTech.com. And of course, you can find me on LinkedIn as well and GitHub and all those uh, ways to connect. Um, so we're gonna step right into um, kind of a, a little background or a thought process around it. Kind of one of the things as I was putting this together, I, it, one thing struck to me was, isn't Puppet just for managing servers? Um, and traditionally it really is. You install a, a Puppet agent on the node and it goes and uh, pulls down the, manif the manifest and configures the server as you've declared it. Um, so why would I then want to do APIs with Puppet? Um, so that kind of leads into the sort of the next question. How good is Puppet at handling APIs? Um, so as part of this, preparing for this, I did a, a quite a bit of digging to try and find any resources out there for handling APIs with Puppet. And uh, kind of sad to say that I think Puppet is in a, uh, a pretty okay state in terms of managing APIs, but I would say they're not the best and they don't do a, a great job of it out of the box. It requires some sort of, uh, I guess you'd call it massaging and extending of Puppet in order for you to be a, easily be able to consume APIs. Um, so of course, why would I want to use Puppet for uh, APIs? Uh, kind of one of the common use cases or obvious use cases that jumps out to me would possibly be as part of provisioning uh, an instance or a virtual machine, you would want to possibly run maybe three or four tasks uh, as part of the initial uh, run, and then maybe trigger an API to uh, register the, the, the VM for some reason, and then still come back within that same run to uh, complete several tasks that are dependent upon that API call that you just made. Otherwise, it might be the case of just 
why wouldn't you utilize something like a Terraform or uh, something that's more of an orchestration tool that would handle that in a, a better way? So that's kind of some of the, 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 the landscape or scope around that. Um, so kind of high level of uh, support in regards to APIs for Puppet, some of the ways that have traditionally been done. Um, there is uh, kind of, I guess you could call a sort of a, a scaffolding module that exists out there for uh, API calls to make it a little bit easier. Um, it's been a while since that's been updated, so kind of support for that may be very limited. Uh, some of the more uh, ease of use sort of entry level methods are like use an exec command with the curl uh, or PowerShell to actually call the API uh, to do what you want it to do. Um, sort of another step above that would be creating a defined type utilizing an exec command or with curl or PowerShell. Uh, kind of the next tier that you start to step up maybe is a defined type that uh, and maybe an exec command calls a Ruby script. So you're starting to step more towards the uh, pragmatic method that sort of Puppet already has in place that you can actually leverage uh, what Puppet is utilizing uh, from a Ruby standpoint. Um, then you start to get a little more hardcore with uh, custom providers and uh, sort of extending the types with either uh, an existing SDK that's out there or if there doesn't have to be an, an SDK out there, you're basically creating all of the, the Ruby from scratch. Um, so that's kind of where it, uh, sort of the, the beginning and possibly the, the ultimate end state of uh, a Puppet API consumption would end up being. Um, so usually, I mean, it's the case of starting with that exec command, trying to figure out, make sure it's working, does what you need it to do. Um, and then as you feel more and more comfortable with what Puppet's doing, as well as some knowledge of uh, Ruby to extend it all the way to that sort of custom provider. Um, some really, really good examples that are out there are uh, the AWS module, um, the Google, Google Cloud module, the NetScaler module, um, as well as the Atlassian Bamboo modules. Those all leverage the, uh, the custom provider utilizing uh, a fairly extensive amount of Ruby uh, that I was able to, to see from looking at the repos. Um, so that's kind of the, the uh, I guess you could say, the, the gold standard to a degree with uh, REST APIs and Puppet. Sort of the issue with that becomes if you're creating something from scratch, there's a definitely a, a, a steep learning curve or a, a pretty difficult path to hit to kind of develop that to the, certainly the level of some of these modules. Um, so of course, Puppet custom types um, require uh, a fairly extensive amount of Ruby um, to be created as part of this process. Um, so I'm just going to kind of step through a uh, kind of common example of an API that may be out there. Um, so basically, testapi.com, hitting an API endpoint, um, in this case, uh, version 2. And then uh, basically, in this case, uh, this leads to the, the next example, which would be um, a plugin. In this case, we're wanna, we want to enable a plugin. And so our, our git command is let's check the, the, the current state 
of what the plugin is, whether it's enabled or it's disabled. Um, and then we're gonna leverage a, a similar put command to actually enable the state uh, as part of this process, or it could be uh, something like disabling the state um, as, as part of the, the inverse or process. Um, so kind of the, some of the, the things in the, the example I'm gonna step through, uh, some of the challenges are uh, no direct API, no call by name, um, and there's no restful way to determine the plugin status. Kind of like in our example, that's sort of the ideal um, for the, the plugin to query the status. But as I've found out dealing with APIs and sort of real world experience, that unfortunately most API developers don't make it that easy for us that are trying to consume those APIs. Um, and so what this means for us is there are uh, two very different API calls. Um, so let me step to the, the code example. Um, so actually, let me, so the example uh, being used is uh, VRealize Orchestrator's API. Um, and so what we're actually going to try and do is uh, initially to actually configure the state of the, uh, the plugin. So of course, we're, it's utilizing Swagger, so it gives us a, a very nice curl command that we could use as part of our Puppet code um, to configure that process. So I've actually went ahead and created a, uh, a Puppet module for this, so we can see um, my Puppet module is Puppet API demo. So let's go ahead and jump to that directory. And so we started creating a, a VRO plugin. So first, let's jump to the uh, VRO API plugin. So what is being used here is a, a defined type to create a, a level of abstraction for us to be able to reutilize the, uh, the API call. So in this case, it could be I want to enable or disable the PowerShell plugin or a Chef plugin within VRealize Orchestrator. So this allows us to, to modularize, modu modularize what we're trying to do from uh, an enablement standpoint for the plugin. Um, so we're gonna pull in two parameters. One's gonna be a status parameter, uh, which will pass either, uh, uh, you know what, we're actually going to, let's change that to enable to make it uh, better descriptive. So that way we can set it to true or false. Uh, whether what we want the status of the plugin to be. So we're going to set the plugin equal to the title. So when we actually call the uh, or instantiate the uh, the actual resource, the name of the resource will be utilized by our plugin. And so in this case, we're going to utilize an exec command, which is uh, to me, a really good starting place to uh, start consuming APIs with Puppet. Uh, it's fairly simple. Uh, we can utilize a curl command, which we saw was uh, output for us from the Swagger UI, which makes it really simple and pretty easy for us to get started in this process of consuming APIs with Puppet. 
So our command is curl dash s, which is silent. We don't want the, uh, the full output of the progress. We're going to do a dash k, which means we're not going to trust the or verify the SSL certificate. Because in this case, it's a self-signed certificate. Um, and then we're going to do a post command because um, we want to change the state of the, the plugin. And then we're going to do a uh, set the header, which in this case is going to be JSON. We're going to use the accept of JSON. And then we're going to uh, pass it data. So if we look at our API, it wants us to pass the, the data in a JSON string of enabled and then whatever our state is going to be. So we're going to, in this case, we're actually escaping the quotation marks. And as we step further over, we're going to pull in our, which was status, so we're going to change that to enabled, which is our variable that we're going to accept from our defined type. And then we're going to uh, query, basically, or basically post against the, the API then we're going to um, let's pull in actually all of these variables. So we're going to use username, password, BRO, username. So the, the first component, obviously, uh, from what we're seeing is a, a data type for the defined type, and then the actual name of the variable that we want. So we've got plugin. So we've got all of our variables defined. Uh, we're using provider of shell to uh, specify to Puppet what we want. So we've got our defined type. Let's go ahead and save that. And then we're going to uh, modify our init. We're just actually going to just update this. So we've got our, our class that we're calling. And then we're calling the define type, which is the name of our module, or in this case, the uh, class as well. And then the VRO plugin, which was the name of the define type. So in this right for this example, we're just going to enter in the credentials in plain text. Obviously, we would want to use something like a hybrid EMO or hybrid EMO GPG to actually uh, encrypt those passwords so that they wouldn't be stored in plain text. So of course, who has a default password for this uh, VRO appliance? It's a brand new appliance just stood up. should be it. Um, so let's double check that it's configured correctly. 
Um, so, uh, of course, in a, another example, it would be a case of possibly pulling in these parameters from uh, another source. So we might add the parameters or just pull them directly from uh, Hira. All right, so let's run our Puppet command. Let me grab the command to run Puppet. So we're not going to spit it out verbosely. Let's see if everything is correct. So we've got a syntax error. Line 11. So that's kind of one of the trick, trick, really tricky parts, especially when you deal with like the curl command and all the variables is you're uh, needing to escape all of these uh, different variables and uh, quotations marks as part of the process. Is that what it usually is, one of the escape characters? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's usually what it is. That's sort of the, the, the really difficult part when you start doing some of these uh, exec commands is that you've got uh, either uh, a variable that you're calling that you want to be interpolated, interpolated within the curl command, or whether you actually want to pull in the puppet variable. So that's kind of the, the big challenge when you start doing some of this uh, deeper level work with puppet. Um, that, that's one of the, the big things I've seen when I've, I've done with either Bash or PowerShell is you start developing these really, really long one-liners, and you're having to escape these uh, different components of the, the script, which makes it very, very tricky. A um, couple of comments and questions uh, from, from uh, the guys. Um, I presume you could build a function to do all, this, all of the escaping for you, or does that get, make it too messy? Um, kind of the, to me, I would say the step next uh, that you would take past this would be um, either calling a shell script. And so in essence, we would change the command from this long one-liner and you would stuff all the content that you needed for your script in, the, uh, in the, the, the script and then just call the script from your command. Gotcha, okay. So I would say that's the next level of iteration of right. something like this. Um. Joseph Hughes said, uh, escape the final quote after state. Escape the final quote after state. Uh, that should be the end of it. Oh. Uh, another, another quotation mark because I called. So yeah, this is the <laughs> very difficult part when you have these long one-liners. That's fine. That's what V-Brown bags are for. <laughs> 
we, we, we do live demos, fall down halfway through them, pick them back up, brush them off, figure out what happened. Um, we, have, we have a really good one with, uh, with Cody where we actually ba basically had to refilm the entire thing <laughs> because it all fell through. You're, we're going fantastic. I, I, I don't know about you, but um, <laughs> this is going remarkably well. <laughs> v Brown bag, everybody. Woo. Sorry. Yes, Graham, I am going to break into song and dance any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> Little jazz hands. Uh, there should be fine. Enable. Let's pull out. Let's pull these out. My outside. Technically, I don't need this. And Puppet still wants to point. So we should be able to escape these outer ones. All right, compile the catalog. <laughs> First step in the process. All right. <laughs> Go team. Like Let's see if we can kill it and get something more perverse and verbose. Let's do a dash D. So, of course, right now we can see that Puppet generated the command, the curl command for us. Hmm. So, we were able to pull in all of our variables properly, enable to true uh, credentials for the VCO admin, the server, server port, and then the name of our plugin. Mm -hmm. So, usually, as I've found, that's Generally, half the challenge when you're developing these exec commands is getting the right syntax to interpolate the variables that you want. Usually, as the process goes, it's a, a, a ton of trial and error as you go through the process. Let's see if we can run the extra net curl command by itself. So there's something. 
think the name of the plugin is incorrect. Let's try PowerShell. I think what it's actually doing is it's trying to think I already have the plugin actually enabled and it wants to re-enable it. So I set this to false and see if we get a favorable result. The API is just let's try to see what Swagger says. Maybe two oh four error message from them. Question is, did I actually enable it? Let's try and see. Uh, uh, let me curl the plugins because it's hanging. this data. Let me make sure my IP address is right. That is not. <laughs> I was I was just going is the IP address right? Wait a minute. Yeah that's what it seems like which would explain why it was hanging. Yeah. <laughs> 52128. Okay. Son so of a. That. So there you go. <laughs> you put in the right IP address. It's, uh, it's very real world. <laughs> oh, totally. Nice. Okay, I don't like it. So it tried to, but it doesn't like the post command. Is it a post or is it a put? It is a put. So it's malformed syntax in the request. So let's double check our request with curl command. Verify header content. 
So the one thing it might not like is how we escaped everything. Oh, that's because the let's verify the name of the plugin. So let's just use something easy like soap. <laughs> So the issue with PowerShell is that it has uh, different names, which is kind of the tricky part. So you would think it's PowerShell uh, lowercase, or is it camel case? So let's modify our init and change it to soap. Let's run Puppet. And it still didn't like our command. Huh. So let's pull the command. Invalid syntax. Let's try to duplicate this command. Sorry about the API. wants us to escape. Let's syntax. Describe exactly this command. it did something or so. So what it seems like is that it might want us to actually escape the URL. So escape the URL. That's the fun with trying to replicate these commands in Puppet. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I like, I prefer these kinds of, uh, of V brown bags simply because we, we get to see all, all of the issues that you can potentially run into. And that's, this is the kind of live stuff that we see, you know, in the field far more often than the, the perfectly running demos. So, yeah. so this is, uh, this, this is actually very, uh, enlightening for me. So we can process the request. So let's verify what our request was. Graham just said 204 is no content returned. Uh, it is, but I, unfortunately I got a 400. It doesn't like my request. <laughs> 
Graham. Even though, even though Puppet thinks it ex, ex, executed the uh, actual command successfully, which it did because it actually made the call. It just gotcha. wasn't successful. <laughs> so the last command we just ran compared to what we had. So this is, of course, why I do the, the dash D to actually see what the command was when I ran it. Header content dash type JSON header except application JSON dash D. So let's change our double quotes with single quote. Was an interesting problem. So what it seems like the problem is, is that we're using uh, the double quotes for interpolation, and it wants the single quotes. So theoretically, we should be able to do that. Now the question is in practice whether it's actually going to work. <laughs> My gut feeling is that it will not, but we'll see. Well, and I guess oh. I would be wrong. Hey. <laughs> so I didn't throw any errors. So let's see. What did we set it to? And it we set it to true. So let's quickly set it. Let's try and pull what the actual current state was. It is man. I got a lot of curl commands here. <laughs> That was the correct one. So we did soap. So right now it is currently enabled. So let's see if everything actually worked. It's not just deceiving us. Let's run puppet. Let's see if it chokes. So we're looking for. Yep, so, nice. So, enable false. So, after much trial and error and uh, <laughs> debugging, <laughs> it worked successfully. Awesome. Any other questions on it? Uh, let me double check. Uh, nothing locally. Let me check TweetDeck. We are we are clear. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll say that's about about it. The other aspect would be um, extending it with a uh, basically a, a check condition, mm -hmm. as opposed to it constantly running. Um, you would validate, you would grab the current state of what the API is. Right. And then if, if it were what you wanted to, of course, escape or bail out. Um, in this case, mm, might not be the worst thing in the world because in essence, it's somewhat item put by itself, uh, but certainly not ideal. Understood, gotcha.
Cool. Um, well, thank you, Martez. That, that was fantastic. I appreciate um, you coming in and, and uh, doing the demo for us. Um, let me let me double check one more time. Uh, well, actually, hold on before I get ahead of myself. Are, are, are you done with the, the demonstration and the presentation? Yeah, or, I'm done. Uh, amazingly <laughs> enough, the, the live demo actually worked and debugging it live worked as well. Fantastic. You didn't plan any of that. That was completely and totally you, – you planned that whole thing, didn't you? You know exactly uh, what you were doing. I absolutely did not. Apparently, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Never let them see you sweat. What are you talking about? What's going on here? Fantastic. Okay, so uh, Twitter is clear. Uh, the local guys are saying thanks very much for the presentation. Excellent material. Um, a big, big round of huzzas <laughs> for Martez. <laughs> cool, sir. Uh, thank you very much uh, for for coming on tonight and uh, and doing this for 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 us. Joseph Joseph is saying thanks. Um, yes, excellent work. Fantastic. All right, definitely appreciate it. All right, Martez. Have, have a great night. Thanks very much. All right, you too. Bye bye.